Welcome again to Eat the Scroll University Fellowship Church Podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I would I would rather be doing nothing else than this. <laughs> Don't tell I'm my kids. honored. <laughs> Don't tell my kids <laughs> or my wife. It's like nothing else, really, really. Just at this very moment. At this very moment, there's nothing more that delights me than coming to you, listener, wherever you are, and talking in your ear for approximately 17 and a half minutes. We do this twice a week <laughs> to uh, share what we've been chewing on and considering in our own lives and our faith um, and the way the Lord has been working in us and uh, engaging with scripture in a variety of ways to offer that to you. Hopefully for some encouragement, some edification, a little bit of challenge and uh, at least one or two laughs. If I haven't accomplished that, then I've failed my job miserably. This week we've got Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jamie, you are the women's director. That I am. The director of the women's. Indeed. Yep. And <laughs> uh, a robust, thriving ministry that that is. But one of the things about women mm-hmm. is that they get married. They do get married. They get married. They do. Also men. <laughs> <laughs> if they come as a pair, yep. a man and a woman getting married. Yes. <laughs> we sat down and we said, what are we going to talk about? And you said, marriage. And, I, and in my head, I thought, well, I have to, it would feel unjust if I had, if I didn't say marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good movie. It is. So good. Um, but we share this in common mm-hmm. uh, in more than one ways. One, we've been to a lot of weddings, in, yes. even in the last month. I think there's been at least three UFC weddings in the last three weeks. Yeah. And there's just been lots of, it's wedding season. Yep, mm-hmm. it is. We, I know we've dr- driven to Salem's sweet home area, like almost Portland, twice. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, they're really wonderful. I always get a little, a little weepy in the eyes mm-hmm. at weddings. Um, but we are also both married. We are both married. Yeah. And we've got kids. Yours are bigger than mine are. Mine are very big. Considerably kids. bigger. <laughs> <laughs> They've been on this earth a little longer than yours have. So That's give it true. some time. <laughs> I, yeah. If my girls end up as tall as your boys, I'm in serious trouble. So. <laughs> Um, but you wanted to talk about marriage and I thought, well, that's great. I can always talk about marriage. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's really fun and exciting to get to go to weddings and, but weddings are only the start Mm -hmm. of that relationship of a marriage. And it's, it's fun as a married person to go to weddings because it it kind of brings you back to the basics of Mm -hmm. reminding you of the commitments that you have made and what that looks like. And we actually got to go to a wedding the same week as our 20th wedding anniversary this year. And and so, you know, just thinking back and reflecting on the last 20 years Mm -hmm. and and God's goodness there too. Yeah. So I always try to start from the very beginning. Okay. In the simplest form. Mm -hmm. I think what, what is Mm-hmm. Marriage. What is a, a wedding? Mm-hmm. Jamie, please help me understand. <laughs> what is a wedding? <laughs> yeah, what, is, what is a wedding? What Are is marriage? Are you talking wedding or marriage? A biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. Well, we see verses throughout scripture that talk about, um, you know, clinging to your wife and becoming one, a man and a woman. Um, and we so we see different pictures of marriage in that regard throughout scripture. We mm-hmm. see um, Christ and his church and how marriage is supposed to be a reflection of that too. And so we, it's, it's not only um, an amazing gift that God has given us here on earth to have an intimate relationship with our spouse and, and a partnership and um, 
and the beauty that that is when you know that you are loved, even though that person has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. Um, But And so you experience God's grace and who he is in a different way through marriage um, as well. And so, so... Marriage is the coming together of a man and a woman who are committed to living, to being that one flesh, to growing together and to committed to one another until death do us part. Yeah. And so it functions as, you know, that partnership and that companionship and it builds a family. There's so many different facets of marriage, but at its core, it's um, this beautiful, intimate relationship with your spouse. It's a reflection of who God is to his church. Yeah. So how many years you've been married? 20. 20 years. Oh, yeah. You heard that just a moment ago. <laughs> ah, Chris, active listening. Come on. <laughs> 20 years in a couple weeks. So we're in our 21st year. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah. We've done 13 years. Mm-hmm. And I've often heard people, and probably said it many times myself, that marriage is a tool for our sanctification. Mm-hmm. How have you seen that? Alive in your own marriage, your own personal life. Oh my goodness. Uh, <laughs> lots of different ways. One or two ways, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> well, I, as I mentioned, the beautiful thing about marriage is, is that there's a love and there's a commitment, even though they see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And they see the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. And I, I remember, you know, getting married in our early, early years and, um, just realizing how absolutely selfish I was. <laughs> yeah. um, even at the crazy little things that shouldn't have been a big deal, but all feel like a big deal sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you keep the peanut butter in the fridge? What? <laughs> you know, like just, there's all different... It's like a war crime. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's there's all these different things that we negotiate as we become one because we're joining two individual humans, sinners together. And mm-hmm. because we're both sinners, it, it magnifies that something yeah. to a certain degree. But I think in the magnification of that sin, that allows for confession. And as you mentioned, sanctification, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. <laughs> You're doing it right. Yeah. <laughs> and just when you think you finally got the marriage thing figured out, you got kids and it ramps up your selfishness again. But yeah. um, that's all part of the beauty of the family, which is, comes from marriage. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've always told people that uh, that very thing, that I I would have thought I was a pretty decent person before getting married. I got married and I realized I was w- way more selfish than I mm-hmm. thought I was. And then Rachel and I would have both thought we're pretty good people. And then we had kids and we're like, oh no, <laughs> that selfishness ran so much deeper than we thought it did. <laughs> it's, um, it is incredibly effective at doing that. And um, I find that that having that attitude of confession is an mm-hmm. essential piece that w- would you agree that helps condition you for other relationships relationships in your life where um you know you can have similar chafing and things like that that also need confession mm-hmm. it, it is kind of like a boot camp for yeah. relationships and because it's so close you're so close and you're so intense that those lessons that you do learn within marriage can translate mm-hmm. to other relationships as far as recognizing your own sin and selfishness and being quick to confess or what it looks like to extend grace mm-hmm. because you're living with a sinner too. You're not the only sinner in the, in the relationship. And so there's an element of learning to extend grace to one yeah. another. So all of those things hopefully are part of that sanctification that affect our whole being, mm-hmm. um, but often start and have an extra intensity within our marriage. Yeah. How do you find that marriage creates that foundation for children? Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. Marriage caregiving foundation for children. Well, we, in how we interact with our spouse, show a lot of different things. We're always teaching things to our kids, Mm -hmm. whether we realize it or not. But it gives us an opportunity to create a way to communicate to our kids all of the things that we are currently being sanctified in. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And hopefully reflect the character of God through that. Mm -hmm. So they will see that we need grace and that they need grace. They will see that we are sinners, so they will realize they will are sinners. They will see what confession looks like being modeled, so hopefully they will learn how to confess their sins. Um, they will see the interaction of you know the good, the bad, and the ugly, and that we can still love and respect our spouse even when we've seen that. And hopefully they experience a, a unconditional love too that is reflective of um, our Savior. Not perfect because we are still human, but they will see elements of it. Yeah, and so. Um, the 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 marriage is that foundation for our kids to learn, mm-hmm. to learn and grow and to see what it looks like to be a human, what it looks like to be in relationship with one another, what it looks like to be in relationship with our God. Yeah. Um, what did you find in your life mm-hmm. that you recognized was being brought into your marriage as a product of your parents or other marriages mm-hmm. you'd seen, maybe mentors in your life? What was some of that maybe good and bad that you mm-hmm. saw? Like, oh, I do that thing that <laughs> that person does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, we are both, my husband and I are both very blessed in that we grew up in good, healthy, functional families. Nice. That's wonderful. Um, but good, healthy, functional families also have their own baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, for one, I never saw my parents fight. Yeah, they always fought behind a closed door, mm-hmm. um, and so like w- I had no framework for then how to communicate during a disagreement with my husband because I hadn't seen it, mm-hmm. and I understand their reasonings for being behind closed doors, yeah, and that makes sense, and I think there's appropriate times for that to happen, um, and they didn't fight very often anyway, um, but just the that was one thing that I remember we had to kind of talk through. It's like, okay, <laughs> when there's a disagreement, how are we going to handle this? Because we hadn't seen that. Um, and then another area where we realized that both of us, we knew or both of our parents um, were very fiscally responsible, mm-hmm. but we had absolutely no idea what they did to be fiscally, <laughs> fiscally responsible. Yeah. How do you accomplish this? I mean, we knew they, they gave and they were generous and we knew that there was some kind of savings and we knew that they probably had a budget, but mm-hmm. we had no idea what that kind of looked like. Yeah. Um, and so those were some things that we then had to, very practical things as we started our marriage, we had to figure out. So how did you, or have you, mm-hmm. hopefully I'm not backing you in a corner here, <laughs> ha- have you made a concerted effort to... Um, remedy those challenges that you mm-hmm. faced by just having knockdown, drag out fights in front of your kids and <laughs> <laughs> teaching them how QuickBooks works. <laughs> uh, we've had those conversations of like, well, what do we do? And and most likely, we've probably swung the pendulum the opposite direction. Sure. Um, and I do have to, you know, remind myself that God put me with my parents for a reason, mm-hmm. and He put my kids from with me for a reason. So there is grace in both situations because I'm not going to be a perfect parent, even though my heart would be to be the best parent I can. And I think that's the same for a lot of parents. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, they have seen us fight and they've seen us then make up Um, and they have, we've been a little more open handed with some financial stuff 
with them um, in how what we've shown them and explained why we're doing it this way and so forth. Um, probably not enough, but more than our parents did. Yeah. So, you know, hopefully we can take what we've learned because we learned so many good things from our parents and then grow in some of those other areas um, that might benefit our kids. And I'm sure there's areas where they're going to grow up and be parents and do the same <laughs> with the things yeah. they learned in our household. Yeah. What have been some of the most key uh, key tools that you have been given or brought mm -hmm. into your marriage that has benefited the most? Mm -hmm. Advice or, you know, a, a framework for that? Mm -hmm. We had some great premarital counseling. Mm -hmm. And I think premarital counseling is fantastic um, because it allows you to communicate and talk about a whole bunch of things ahead of time and set expectations. Because one of some of the hardest things especially that reveal our selfishness is when expectations are busted mm -hmm. um so communication tools i think are huge yeah. um to be able to talk about things with your spouse and set expectations i know like one of the things that they had talked about is like well how many days a week do you expect to have people in your home yeah, yeah. Yes. that's um, one you wouldn't think you might not think of things like that that premarital counseling can bring up along with all different kinds of things. Mm -hmm. um, they also gave us things like on a scale from one to 10, rate how what this thing is important to you. And we found like Mike and I are pretty laid back people. And so everything was kind of in the middle of the road. Like we don't care if we go to Thai food or to Mexican food tonight. Yeah. But there were a couple of things and those were revealed. Like my husband really does not like fake Christmas trees and wants a real Christmas tree. That's a 10. <laughs> It's like, okay, you're five on about everything. We'll make sure we have a real Christmas yep. tree. You know, so some of those things that you might not even think of mm -hmm. come about. And so premarital counseling is a great way to process some of those and then kind of set you up for how to continue com communicating as you start off your marriage. And there's a whole lot bigger issues than just Christmas trees that come up, but you yeah. have a framework to talk about it. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. Have mentors ever played a crucial role for your marriage? Yes, um, so we the the couple who married us was also well. He married us. Um, they were um, our crew leaders in okay. college, and had some very similar personalities. And so they kind of mentored us through um, uh, leading into marriage and after marriage for a little while. And there was some great things that helped us even understand our personalities better. Better, for example, um, Mike is a visionary. Mm -hmm. And has uh, loves all these like grand things that he he's thinking about and processing, and I'm not. Yeah, very grounded. And so um, the our couple who was mentoring us, I remember she pulled me aside and she was like, "So I'm going to tell you this, and it might save save you a lot of stress and harm." I'm like, "Okay, great." And she goes, "My husband is also visionary, and visionaries you got to let them dream." She yeah. goes, "So don't pick up your pencil and paper and figure out how to make it happen until you've heard it three times." Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just little things like that. It's like, oh, I can get excited about whatever he's talking about. And once I hear it th the third time, I'm like, okay, how are we going to make this work? You know? And, yeah, start asking but, questions. But it means I can be excited with mm -hmm. him instead of kind of going, ah, as soon as I start hearing, hearing that. And yeah. so um, I think it's helpful to be around other couples. We were in small groups with people of all different ages because – you listen to what they're doing and how they function and you can ask them questions. And so I don't think we have had like 
one particular yeah. mentor, mm-hmm. but just being around other couples, especially older couples who have healthy relationships and just taking them to dinner and saying, what did you do when this happened? Mm-hmm. They like to talk about it and you can learn so much from them or just come away encouraged and have a really good laugh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Set some perspective. So I would definitely encourage you to do that. Speaking of laughing, how much does laughing play a part in your marriage specifically? We laugh a fair amount. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You goof? You guys goof? Yeah, you, you have to a little yeah. bit. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, uh, everything can't always be intense. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of things that need to be talked about that are intense, but a good part of marriage is just being with your friend. Yeah. I know my great grandmother was, um, she always would say that, honey, marriage is 90% friendship and 10% everything else. Like mm-hmm. you are, there's a companionship and you get to do life together and you get to go through all the crazy, awesome things and the hard things together. And, yeah. and so building into that friendship, just like you would any other friendship is also important, mm-hmm. even after you're married. Yeah. I find that those numbers would probably work out for Rachel and I, mm-hmm. you know, we have fun 90% of the time, you know, it's goofing or, we're always quick to to tease and to have fun. And, and it's fun because when you're married long enough, you develop a communication style that you can't just describe to people. <laughs> you're like... The juju. <laughs> yeah, it's something aligns and you're like, I this doesn't... You have no context for anything I'm about to tell you and it's going to sound <laughs> alien to you. I'm like, well, that's that's it. But yeah, we laugh a lot. And mm-hmm. I, I agree. I think that, that that is essential you know, that you have some brevity and you have some, you can let let your hair down a little bit and just mm-hmm. relax and not be bent out of shape all the yep. time. Find fun things to do. Mm-hmm. You know, not always business related stuff. Go mini golfing, challenge your spouse to yeah. a game of golf. <laughs> <You know>? mm-hmm. <laughs> Find a new place to go for a walk and eat ice cream. Just do, do the silly things. Yeah. Too. One of my favorite things in the world, in the world, Jamie, <laughs> Second to this podcast <laughs> is is to gaslight my wife into believing a word is pronounced a different way than it actually is. Oh, Chris. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It like makes me salivate. Like I have a feral response to it. There's something just so funny to me. I once had her convinced the word Noki was pronounced a different way or mm-hmm. I can't remember what it was, but. <laughs> yeah, those harmless things that, and we both have fun, and, but we've determined and we've sussed out what works for both of us and mm-hmm. what doesn't. She hates tickling. And mm-hmm. that is why God gave me a bunch of kids that love tickling. Exactly. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Mike will, will say that he's learned what the real no is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so as you get to know that person, you you know where those boundaries are, what makes them uncomfortable. And those are the ways that you know not where you know not to to go in and joke have fun in all the other areas be respectful and kind in those areas Mm -hmm. um because there's plenty of those yep to have fun in absolutely Mm -hmm. but yeah i've received uh rachel and i both have received incredible amounts of wonderful Mm -hmm. advice from people in our lives who were doing it and were trustworthy and godly and um and i think having that because we don't, nobody's handed a manual, right? No. Did you get one of the And mail? we're different. <laughs> I'm still waiting yeah. on the manuals for my children yeah. too. <laughs> Seriously. <Yeah>. Dobson. <laughs> no, God, you yeah. mean dot, <laughs> not exactly. Dobson. But, you know, it, there, we're all individual, unique, messy sinners. Yep. And so there's an element of having to walk with our God because there's three people in that mm-hmm. marriage relationship um, in order to 
figure out our spouse. Yeah. And it's a, a daily thing. I know one of the things that Joy, um, Dylan, a friend of mine would say that they would always get up and ask, how can I be a blessing to you today? Mm-hmm. Um, or how can I be a, bl- be a blessing to others? And just using that even within marriage, it's like, well, how can I make your day better today? Yeah. Um, and so taking that off of me and mar- this marriage needs to fill my needs in this way, but how can I be a blessing to you? Mm-hmm. And as that's cultivated, needs are met. Yep, absolutely. Maybe not perfectly, but they're met. Yeah. Yeah, the locomotive is moving mm-hmm. the right direction. Yeah. And I find, you know, if we look at Christ and his church as mm-hmm. the the model for marriage in a general sense, then then I look to Christ for what it looks like to forgive and mm-hmm. to serve and to give and and all those things. And I go, well, God does tolerate quite a bit from me. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can let this go. <laughs> Well, and I mean that Ephesians five passage is actually is a very beautiful passage yeah. of what um, a relationship can look like, and it starts out with a mutual submission to one another, mm-hmm. and then it talks about Christ's love for the church, and it talks about submission and what that looks like, and and we often hesitate when we think about the word submission, mm-hmm. um, but when we stop and think about practically what it really is, it's pretty much looking out for the interests of the other person above your own. Yeah. It's loving them. Yeah. And it's not something that's coerced or manipulated, mm-hmm. but there's there's this mutual submission, this mutual love and looking out for that other person. Yeah. That as we learn to live that out is a very beautiful thing. It is. It is. I remember Rachel had uh, uh, an insight, you know, when she was reading scriptures and she was going, wow, there's a, there's a lot on your shoulders on this, Chris. Like, <laughs> like I'd, I, I, my spot is pretty comfortable compared to your spot, but it, for me, it comes from a place of, um, looking at how Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. you know? And if, if my model of leadership in the home does not look like Christ's model, then I've got a problem and I need to reorient myself mm-hmm. to reflect that. One of the things that has delighted me the most is uh, uh, just in the last couple of years is this idea of washing your wife with the word, mm-hmm. you know, in, and, and I don't know that most husbands, n- zero husbands that I've, I've talked to, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I could be wrong, but I, I've never really heard of most husbands uh, having an attitude of, of that discipleship in the home in that context. And so, um, yeah, it could probably look like many things. Sure. You know, washing in the word could be, you know, asking them what they're learning in their devotions Mm -hmm. or starting up some of those conversations or encouraging them with the truth about God's character on a day they're described. I mean, I think it could look very simple in many different ways. Yeah. And hopefully we wives are doing the same. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I think one of the things that I've told my wife the most consistently over the course of our marriage is when, when I know that you are back at the castle and you are like cheering me on, I will go out and slay anything. I will, <laughs> I will slay anything. It doesn't matter the cost, the sacrifice that I have to make. If I have, and again, not punitive terms, but like if I have a cheerleader who I know you believe mm-hmm. in me and you support me and you stand by me and you're saying, you know, go, go mm-hmm. do the task, face the hard thing, for me, for your family, for these things, um, man, there's nothing that'll put fire in my mm-hmm. bones, at least, like having my wife behind me yep. and going, all right, 
I'll see you when it's done. <laughs> We've got cheerleaders to mm-hmm. get us through. And yeah. I know like my husband has cheered me on through hard things totally too. And we, we need that. And one of the things that I love about, you know, even that Ephesians 5 passage is that both in other places in scripture, we're called to sacrificially love one another and to submit to one another. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing when we can love one another and submit to each other, just like Christ has called us to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So what one final encouragement okay. for the listener, what would be one encouragement you'd give a, a newly married couple? A newly married couple, besides have really good communication, talk yeah. about everything. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I know what it's been transformative for us has been the, how can I be a blessing to you today? Yeah. What can I do to make your day better? Mm-hmm. Um, and just continue to be that that friend, that champion, that that cheerleader to one yeah. another as you learn to walk closer with them and closer with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would think that mine uh, would obviously be have fun, mm-hmm. um, but also remember that love is not less than a feeling, but it is primarily expressed through a choice mm-hmm. that uh, we don't love every time because we feel lovey or because we we received something in response to that mm-hmm. we love as a, f- a fulfillment of that covenant we made and knowing that the other th- things will ebb and flow and there'll be times mm-hmm. where i think who was it uh, we got advice very early on they're like there are gonna be times where you guys don't like each other mm-hmm. and you don't want to be married and you're like i don't even want to see that person's face right now and then they will pass. <laughs> <laughs> yep, just hang in there. <laughs> just hang in there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. Well, Jamie, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Talking about one of my favorite topics in the world. When I was a kid, fun fact, listener and Jimmy, um, I didn't want to be a police officer. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be an astronaut. I wanted to be a husband and a father. There you go. Yeah. And so you're both today. I did. Fulfilled I your it. dreams. Yep. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> but um, hopefully, this has been an encouragement to you guys at home. Um, we all are either married or know somebody married. Mm-hmm. So there's the there's the application. Yep. This is relevant for you. And hopefully um, for those who are newly married, you, you uh, search out God's word, you seek to honor the Lord and his model for you. And you search out godly counsel in your life. Mm-hmm. Go to, go be a part of church, plug in, find the, find the most wizened looking <laughs> individual, you know, or, or a couple and, um, and ask them out to lunch. Mm-hmm. Ask marriage for their is secrets. Yeah. It's a gift. All right, listener, until the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor, and make disciples.